This is the MDRT Podcast. This period has made it all the more important for you to be there for clients to clarify coverage areas, help adapt retirement plans, and more. During a recent Zoom conversation, Lina Parwani from Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Kakalam from Malaysia. Brad Myers, South Jordan, Utah. Explained how they have focused their efforts to help with specific client challenges during the pandemic. I have a story to share on that, actually. And this is something I would say that has made me a, a shift in my mind in one thinking, which is going to be there in our lifetime. We have clients who are not only just doing life insurance, then we offer them good health insurance as well. So we have some bunch of old clients who wanted health insurance. And old clients, your health insurance is usually very expensive. And most of the time they have some health conditions and then it becomes even more expensive. But I was telling some clients, I said, can you not give me something reasonable in this budget of mine? I just need it in something in this. I don't go to hospital anyways. And my whole medicines come from India only or my home country only. So I don't want very, very expensive one. Give me something in this budget. I don't have budget. So I was thinking, okay, fine. So, I agree and I feel guilt for that, to giving that kind of advice and okay, fine, if you, you cannot afford this 20,000, then you can take it also in 7,000, this one, which has non-disclosure, but you will not be admitted in the hospital. You will not get any coverage on the pre-existing condition. Let's say if you're going for sugar medicines, it will not be covered because you are not making any disclosure on that. And they were saying, yeah, it's okay, fine. I'm anyways not taking any medicines here. I'm getting everything from home. I don't need it. So there was such client, his premium was really like 150,000 dirhams, which I'm talking about, $35,000. And he's not so well to do any income as, and he had some previous heart condition and he did not disclose this thing even though i did not want to take this thing right away but i was getting pushed from another friend of mine no no take him take him take him do his insurance so i ended up doing it insurance without any disclosure which has costed him much lesser instead of thirty five thousand dollars it did cost him only like a five thousand dollar and we thought okay we might be helping this old fine and they cannot pay more but and then later on and during the COVID, of course, the hospital were closed. But his son who lives in Toronto and he was keep telling his father, you know what, you should go for this test. You should go for this test. Your heart test is due and due. And he wasn't going because it wasn't covered. So it wasn't covered. So he was not going. And people go back to India and do this test usually in much more cheaper cost. But in this time when the travel was banned, people cannot travel. And uh, so he couldn't go to India. Otherwise, he was going every two months to India. He has family there, but in this whole nine months, he could not travel. And one fine day, yes, he was admitted for COVID in the hospital. He came out safely out of COVID, but then a few days later, his death happened. And I was notified that due to his heart condition, so-and-so thing happened and he died. And I was like, oh my God, he was keep calling me for covering up his test. But I did mention, you know very well that you did not disclose this thing. Your test will not be covered. Your MRI will not be covered in this thing. So why don't you just pay and do it? But he was avoiding, no, let the travel open up and I'll go and do it. Let the travel open up and I'll go and do it. So he didn't do that and he passed away. And when I heard this news that he passed away, I was for a moment shaken that, 
it's not something I should have given him at first place to, and you know, trusted his words that he will anyways be able to travel. We never know what can change in the life. Nobody knew ever that travel will be completely banned or people cannot travel. And thinking of that, I said, okay, you know, let's go for it. And we thought we are helping him out by giving a low cost thing, but it wasn't kind of a help. Actually, I would say it was something wrong to do that. And since that particular day, I had many more old age clients and their renewals start coming up. And those are also doing non-disclosure thing. Few of them, I stopped taking it. I said, I'm not taking any more non-disclosure cases. If you want to disclose, this is your premium. Otherwise, you may please take it from somebody else. But this is what exactly happened to my client. That's why I changed my mindset. And I'm sorry, I cannot give you any non-disclosure thing. If you want to go somewhere else, go. But if you do with me, this is the reason happened to my client. And my heart does not allow me to give any other client such kind of suggestion to go with the lowest cover. And trust me, it wasn't that difficult when you tell the real story to other clients that why have you shipped your mind and doing this thing now? Those clients uh, suddenly realized, okay, you know, fine, give me the higher amount one and I'll, I'll take that one. So how much that costs after disclosure? Can you tell me? So I had number of renewals coming in with a higher premium and they are paying high. And I'm like, wow, I was hesitating before to tell, you know, and I was like thinking this would be higher cost and I'm helping them out to do a lower cost premium, but it was not a help. Uh, one client's death has like, you know, shook me inside off and I stopped doing any more non-disclosure in health insurance. And that has actually turned up in a nicer way to many other clients and they start paying more by empathizing exactly with the same story what happened to my client. And they, they even think, me as the okay, Lina is being very genuine and pathetic and um, she doesn't want to do it because of that. Otherwise, who doesn't want a premium? Who doesn't want a business, right? But she is refusing the business so-and-so reasons. And we had clients renewing with a much more, more premium. It was eye-opening for me to do this in that way. I love that. I love the fact that you've learned. You know, I think a lot of times that we let our clients try and dictate to us what type of coverage they need or what they feel that they can afford. Now, please know I'm not saying that we tell them you can afford 10, but we want to sell you 30 or 50,000. But I think at the same time, they're coming to us as the experts. They want our opinion. And I think you did the right thing by giving them the, you know, this is the reason we're doing this and let them make up their own mind and make sure that you are being the resource that they're having you be is their advisor. They're coming to you for advice and you gave them the advice and you did the right thing. And now you've learned from that. And now you know how to go back to future clients and tell them this is why. And for me to feel good about it, this is why I'm doing this. And now, now they understand and they're going to be more open to your suggestions because it is coming from the heart. So some of the challenges that we've had are more from our clients that are about five to six years out from retirement that have lost their jobs. Here in the U.S. right now, we're having the population of 55 or older, and please know I probably are going to get the statistics wrong, but we have about a 15% unemployment rate for those that are older than those that are younger. And quite possibly that could be that as you get older, you're a little bit more specialized in your position. You're a lot more compensated for your employment. And 
we're seeing some of our older clients actually being let go. And then we're also seeing some of our clients that within their employment, that the new rules of working, meaning some of them are school teachers, and they just have bad health. And they're afraid, literally afraid to go back to the classroom and have to teach. They love teaching because that was their passion. And they love to do that. But now that we introduce a new health concern, and some of them, you know, they could have been recovering from breast cancer, they could have been, you know, just poor health to begin with. Now we add in a, another mix and they're like, I really would like to retire. Or like I said, some of them are just being let go. So it's become a challenge to us to actually sit down with our clients that are that close to retirement and see where they sit. And a lot of them have had to readjust what their retirement number was or what they thought was important to them. We've had a client come in, she lost her job, very specialized in what she does. She lost her job. Great news for her. She was a, a good saver. But at the same time, we had her on a plan to retire in five years. And even though she was planning on retiring in five years, and she has a little over a year and a half worth of income in her emergency fund, she's extremely nervous that she's not going to find new employment and be able to retire. So we're coming up with those type of challenges where we're seeing our clients that are a little bit older trying to figure out how to retire earlier than what they anticipated. Um, and with that, we've been able to sit down with them and go over what their current plan is and how we can make some adjustments so that they feel comfortable about their retirement. So as an example, so instead of saying that their retirement income is gonna be $10,000 a month is what we projected in five years, we've been able to sit down and go through the numbers again. And some of them, the difference might only be $500, maybe a thousand US dollars, where now they're gonna get $9,000 a month versus the $10,000 that they were thinking about. And once they see that, once they can really now focus in on what their retirement number is, it's been able to alleviate a lot of those stresses that they've had by losing their job and or deciding, you know what, I can retire, I can go do something else. The bad news is, is some of those that are in our public school systems that we help really to get full retirement, you need to have 20 years in. Some of these have only had like 15 or 16 years in. So having those difficult conversations with them and telling them, yeah, unfortunately, you're not going to get your full retirement has been a challenge. But it is something that our clients are willing to take those reduced numbers because they feel that they can then go and do something different. So their passion may be teaching, but at the same time, they're saying, okay, if I can't teach anymore, if I can't be in the classroom with the kids, I'm okay with that. I'll go find a different job or, you know, I'll figure out how to teach virtually. But those are the challenges that we're seeing with our clients is they're being thrown into the deep end for retirement that they weren't expecting. And the great news is probably with most of your clients as well, is they plan, they plan, they plan. And some of my clients, they knew before this ever happened, the exact day, the exact time that they were going to retire. <laughs> right. And now all of a sudden, they're like, that day and time might have changed. Let, let's reevaluate, which has caused some stress on our end, because we have to redo their entire programs. And 
We never want to let our clients down, obviously, but sometimes it's a big challenge. And some of them, they're big numbers. They were expecting, like I said, maybe $10,000 a month US. And then all of a sudden you come back and say, if you give up five years of retirement, really your income's maybe only $7,000 a month. And I don't like to have that conversation because it feels like I let them down. But then to come to find out that, wait a second, I didn't let them down. We were on track to get to where we were. It's circumstances that let them down. But once they realize what those circumstances are, it's amazing that most of them are willing to accept it and say, that's okay. My life, my family, my well-being is so much more important to me than that extra monthly income that I should have expected. I know this is such a large job, you know, re-evaluating completely back then. And it's also start kind of a new kind of conversation from the beginning. And that's where I think our role comes in. We are plan B always because plan A may not work. So we have to be ready with a plan B. And that's the time I think we all might have activated a lot of plan Bs, isn't it? Yes, plan B, exactly. I think that plan B is as a planner, as someone that looks at the numbers and says, okay, we're going to have X on this period. If you follow these examples and we review those plans every single year to make sure that we're on target. And obviously sometimes in good years, we're well ahead of target. So for some of our clients, like I said, that it's not going to make that big of a difference is the investment markets have done really, really well over the last five to six years, besides March of this year, you know, 2020, but they've recovered since. And so they've been able to look at that and say, okay, I'm actually probably better off than I really thought that I was, right? So having the plan B has been, uh, been nice to be able to fall back on. Okay, um, I have a story to share actually for this pandemic. Okay, so what happened actually, the difficulty was a lot of people lost their job. A lot of people, their business didn't do well. And a lot of people, they do not have stable income. So when it comes to insurance, sometimes they say that, Kaka, it's not the right time for me to commit to insurance because I might be able to pay the premium for this year, but I might not be able to pay the premium for next year. I actually face a lot of this kind of rejection. Yeah, but it's fine. But the another type of custom uh, clients uh, or prospect are those, actually, they are more open to insurance. Why I say so is because of, like, for example, right, during this pan- pandemic, Basically, this pandemic uh, gives them a preview of what is it like being retired permanently like at this point of time. For example, a lot of people don't get to, to actually continue doing what they do. They don't get to continue getting their income. So basically, it's a preview of them being not able to get their income for a couple of months. Because every time when we talk about income replacement or income protection through insurance, they do not understand. But now actually they can relate because they also face it that, okay, I do not have, my business is not doing well. So basically I don't get income for maybe next six months. So they actually experience this difficulty by not getting income. And there's so many people, sometimes when I ask them, now actually is the preview of being retired, forced retire permanently. So if let's say you were to retire now at this point in time, are you ready? Do you think you're, hard-earned saving in the bank will be enough to support you and family for the rest of your life. And most of them, they will just say no. So I have actually two different types of uh, prospect. One type is they have a difficulty to commit to insurance. Then the other type, actually, they are concerned and they are more responsive to insurance because they feel that now is the time for them to relook 
get what they have. And they also feel that if something really were to happen to them and their income stop, not like just six months like during this pandemic, but what about permanently due to illnesses? So what happened to the family members? So another type of prospect are those people who are more open to, to insurance. Then there's one story that I would like to share is that, okay, actually three years ago, I tried to talk to insurance to someone who totally do not believe in insurance. You, can you imagine how hard to convince someone who do not believe in insurance to buy insurance? So the reason why that at the end of the day he bought is because of the wife. Because the wife kept telling him, why don't you just get minimum coverage for yourself in case something were to happen to you, at least me and the children can continue our lifestyle. Then the husband said that, yeah, but I have so many property. The husband keep telling me, Kaka, I have a three property and my three property is worth about 5 million ringgit. And he keep telling the wife, do not worry about my, your well-being because if anything happened to me, why do you just sell off this house and you can use this money to support your life and our children? Then after that, the wife still keep insisting and tell the husband, yes, I know I can actually sell off the house and get the cash to, for myself and for the children. But the problem is that at least you have some coverage because you totally do not have a coverage for yourself. Not even critical illness, not even life insurance, nothing. He has nothing because he's the person who doesn't believe in insurance at all. So after that, but at the end of the day, this guy took insurance from me. So he has about half a million coverage for critical illness and half a million coverage for life. Then he told me, Kaka, this plan actually I bought from you, not because of I think that insurance is important, but I bought for you because to please my wife. To please my wife. So I said, fine, you know, because my wife keep nagging me every single night ask me to buy insurance. If you don't buy insurance, she's just keep talking every single night and I can't take it anymore. So the reason why I buy this insurance is because I just want to please my wife. That's why I only buy half a million coverage. That's it. And I'm not going to buy insurance anymore from you. So don't come and approach me anymore. That's why he told me. Okay. So this beginning of the year in February, unfortunately, he was diagnosed with critical illness. So the company only give him three months unpaid leave, uh, three months paid leave, and the rest of the month, actually, he's not able to get the income. Then he's still so confident with his property. So he told the wife, why don't you just sell the property? You know, you don't need to worry. Yes, I cannot work anymore for at least two to three years because I undergo treatment. And also during this recovery, I cannot actually work for people anymore. I cannot go under any employment. What I need to do, I have to take care of myself and my lifestyle. And also, I cannot be too stressed with work. Then the wife said, okay, fine. Then what should we do from now on? Because this couple have uh, two children and both children go to international school. And you know, international school fees are very, very expensive. Then the husband said that do not need to worry. Why don't you just sell the property? Maybe sell one property first and at least you get the cash and you can actually continue paying for the school fee. And you know what happened? Because pandemic, you know, it happened like a couple of months ago during this beginning of the year, around February and March. And he couldn't even sell his property and he tried to sell it under the market price. He sold it below the market price, but he couldn't even sell it because markets was very, very bad. A lot of people didn't manage to get a mortgage to actually pay for the property. So what happened? Then actually I managed to claim the half a million coverage for him for the insurance. Then 
after I helped him to do this claim, then I asked him this question. I said, you know, three years ago, when I talked to you, you kept telling me that you have three property. If anything were to happen, you were able to sell this property. Have you ever thought that this pandemic will happen and strike us in this 2020? And because of this pandemic, you are not able to even sell your property. If you never bought any insurance from me, you never have this half a million coverage, do you think that two of your children cannot even continue studying in international school? Probably you need to actually withdraw two of your kids from international school and send them to private school or government school. What will your wife feel? And what will your children feel? How are you going to tell your children that, sorry, daddy cannot afford to pay for the school fee and you have to leave the international school? You as a father, I don't think that you have the heart to tell your children about this situation. Then he only start realize that insurance is very important. Because I told him already, yes, property are amazing, but property determines by economy, determines by market. If the market's going up, your property might be appreciating. But if the market goes down, or especially during this pandemic, economic crisis, how are you going to sell your property? Nobody has the money to even buy the property. So do you think that when it comes to emergency, do you think that these three property you have is more important or the life insurance that you have bought from me, which is half a million, is more important? Then he answered me that, Kaka, now I believe why insurance is so powerful. Because the half a million immediately to his hand and he can utilize this money to pay for the school fee. Yeah, so I keep sharing this story to my prospect and to my client. I say that, yes, investment, a property, asset is very good. It's part of your financial planning. But if you do not have insurance in your financial planning, basically your financial portfolio will never be balanced. So me as an insurance advisor, I never actually want to ask you to cancel whatever that you have planned. You do not need to cancel. But my job is to make sure to enhance your planning to make your planning better with the insurance part of the financial planning. Yeah, so some things that I really, I'm really happy, you know, when actually I managed to claim this half a million for him and the wife appreciated it. They say that, uh, Kaka, thank you so much, you know, because three years ago, if you didn't get to convince my husband to take up this half a million coverage, basically, I do not know how my kids are going to continue going to school. Yeah, so this guy basically, really, it changed his mind about insurance. Initially, he didn't believe at all about insurance, but when things happened to him and this insurance money really become a very, very important in his life. So ever since then, after this happened, then he started to buy insurance for the wife, critical illness coverage for the wife and also for the both children. This episode is part of MDRT's podcast series about advisors adapting to the global health crisis and down market. If you'd like to subscribe, find us on Spotify and SoundCloud, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.